Welcome to the New England Take Him to BKXL, 1450 AM, 103.9 FM, and nhtalkradio.com. I'm your host, AJ Kirstead. You can listen to the New England Take Weekly, 6 p.m. on Fridays, right here on WKXL, as well as at nhtalkradio.com. You can get the podcast version of the show. And check out New England Take on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, I'm playing around with TikTok. I don't know what will happen with that. It seems like my demo might be a little old for it, but let's see what happens. Um Speaking of new media, I'm very excited to welcome Dina Wormalds, who's the editor-in-chief of the New Hampshire Bulletin, to the show today. Welcome. Thank you, AJ. Thanks for having me on. So the New Hampshire Bulletin, we actually had uh, Emery Timmons, who's a senior reporter on the show last month, talking about the divisive concepts uh, legislation. And I, I was so impressed and the work you guys are doing over there. I thought it'd be a great partnership with WKXL that'll be kicking off next week. And this is I thought this would be a great kickoff and kind of introduce what New Hampshire Bulletin is. Uh, we're going to be reformatting our morning show on uh, WKXL where 6 to 10 we're going to be doing a lot more news content. I'm going to be the presenting host for it. And I want to bring in some news contributors to it. So Bulletin, you guys got... Um, you got three writers on staff, it's, but you got a heck of a roster of writers on staff. But uh, before we dive into that, what brought about the bulletin? Well, um, so it's it's under the umbrella of States Newsroom, which is a national nonprofit, um, and their mission, you know, as as uh, State House coverage was getting depleted because of downsizing at newspapers all over the country. Um, the you know some veteran journalists became pretty worried about that and they came up with this idea um to open small bureaus in every state and so uh new hampshire i think we were the maybe the 19th or 20th state um to launch and we launched in april um there's uh there's a launch there was a launch in new jersey um just a couple weeks ago and there are a couple other launches upcoming in in other states um so we're we're getting close to 25 if we're not there already. I've kind of lost count a little bit, um, but it's a great mission. You know, they set up these, uh, they, they hire an editor and it's in every case, it's been somebody who is a veteran journalist in that state and the editor hires the staff. Um, also veteran journalists from a lot of newspapers you would have heard of from around the country and um, just let them go and do their thing. They trust us to, to know what's happening in the state and that's why they like to keep the, the hiring local and um, and yeah, so so we got things rolling in March, and we launched in April, and here we are. Yeah, and it's really interesting seeing that focus specifically on government, especially with uh, the nationalization. It's been obviously a, a key subject when it comes to mm-hmm. to how social media and the the larger outlets have become. I mean, we think the New York Times. You don't think New York? I'm always always kind of taken aback when I'm when they're, when they're diving into a New York specific subject. I'm like, oh yeah, it's the New York Times, but right. it's, it's so many of these agencies are so focused on such a big picture that's great seeing a focus specific on what's happening at the New Hampshire State House as well as the more local uh, jurisdictions. Yeah, it's great, and you know, uh, we but beyond that, we do we actually do have a, a Washington. DC Bureau for State's Newsroom. I don't run everything that comes out of there, but if anytime there's something I think is, um, you know, really relevant for the people in New Hampshire, we will pull some of that coverage. They have great reporters down there too. Um, so it's really nice to have. Um, but yeah, you're right. I think um, 
I, I think our ability to be able to focus just on these state issues and also get um, some context because we have these relationships with other bureaus to, you know, we can we can go on a Slack channel and say, hey, has anyone else run into this? And we'll have, you know, a half dozen reporters saying, yeah, I, that happened, you know, here in Tennessee. And this is what what we did. And um, so it's nice to have that resource too to, to sort of, you know, see that you know, it's not just happening here; it's happening elsewhere, and you can sometimes get a little peek to what uh, you know the process was there and what the process might end up being here. So, um, future and past patterns matter. Yeah, exactly right. That's exactly right. Yeah. Now, your your writers you got there are fantastic. Anne Marie, uh, Ethan Dewitt, who I've seen extensive being I've been in Concord for past eleven years now. I mean, I've seen their names repeatedly in the Monitor and the Union Leader and such. Uh, yeah. And then you drag someone over from Vermont too. Can you talk about what your writing staff looks like? Oh, they are amazing. Um, it was sort of instant uh, instant chemistry for for a small newsroom. And I've known Anne Marie for a long, long time, um, and she was actually the one who who let me know about that, you know, that state's newsroom was looking in New Hampshire. And um, so, uh, you know, that was, that was a no brainer. It took a lot of pressure off to know that I was going to be launching this thing with Anne Marie and Ethan, obviously I'd worked with uh, the monitor when I was opinion editor. Um, and then I just, uh, as we were looking for that, that third and final piece, I just reached out to some people um, who I know are uh, do a lot of reading in in New England, uh, among New England journalists. And uh, Amanda's name came up and I read her stuff and reached out to her. We had a great conversation. She talked to Ethan and Anne-Marie and um, yeah. And so we just have this, it's, you know, it's just really, I couldn't imagine a, a better staff. They just, they each bring something unique to the table. They're all incredibly bright, um, makes an editor's job super easy. Uh, you know, we, we meet up every morning and it's not a, you do this, you do that. It's, uh, it's a conversation for people who trust each other and, and, uh, you know, who I think are plugged in and, and we just talk through the stories and share, they, you know, the reporters especially share sources and, um, you know, somebody like Anne Marie who, you know, has covered a lot of different state houses over the years. She, you know, she has real, uh, institutional knowledge of, of state government. Ethan isn't you know, was, has always been incredibly plugged into, um, you know, state house politics since he's been doing it for, you know, half a dozen years or so. And, um, yeah, so it's just a really, I think everyone, uh, like I said, brings something different and they're just so strong individually too. It's a really perfect team. And then I feel like the, that chemistry is important both in-house and also, it seems like you get the right kind of people to get what you need out of the people you're interviewing because it's, it's, it's not just the politicians on the campaign trail. You you got to be going to some towns and cities and getting to know these very, especially New Hampshire. It's a small, it's a small state. I mean, it's yeah. a lot of rural. It, not everything is here in Concord. Right. Yeah. That's that's right. I and um, you know, and they. I think they're. You pointed pointed out a, a another one of their strengths. I think they're they'd be comfortable talking to the president, and they'd be com comfortable talking to. Um, any member of, of a, you know, a town government or, you know, just, uh, you know, citizens that are affected by policy. And uh, yeah, they're, they're all very effective at that. And I think they're just, they're all very thoughtful um, people. They're, you know, they're not bullying journalists. They're just very bright and they know what to ask. And, um, and yeah, I think it shows in, in the kind of stories they produce. 
And you'll actually, everyone uh, listening will be able to actually hear them. Uh, we'll be podcasting each of the episodes also, so you'll be able to hear on nhtalkradio.com. But the Friday 6 a.m. hour, we'll be doing weekly interviews with all three of them. I've already sent calendar invites for Thursday night so they can be, they, they don't have to get up at 5 o'clock in the morning like I do every day. <laughs> yeah. um, so definitely uh, stay tuned for that. Amory is going to be first this coming Friday. Um, so definitely tune in for that. So what's super interesting to me is is a uh, is someone that's kind of observed both in and out side of the in media industry is the business model that you guys have set up. It's a nonprofit. I mean, what does that look like for staying afloat in this world of clickbait titles? Yeah. Um, I, I, first off, I have to say, I honestly don't give it a lot of thought. I, I'm pretty consumed Good. with with producing <laughs> yeah with producing um our content that's where my major focus is and i think that's where um the you know the um the people at states newsroom want it to be but i do know that you know they have um we have, so there our headquarters is in north carolina um and so that, that's where our human resources stuff is centered and and also the the director and some editors who um, is just another layer of, of sort of editing. Um, and so a lot of the, the fundraising happens there um, centralized and then each um, outlet, you know, we also um, really appreciate any donations we receive locally. And we've been fortunate to have some people who um, I think pretty quickly saw that, um, we'd be of value to them um, in the way we were covering the state um, and we're, we're willing to to support us, um, you know, launching in a pretty difficult time. But um, I think people really, really saw some value in what we were doing, and we certainly appreciate that. Um, so I, 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 that's roughly how the, how the model works. So the, the fundraising that happens that allows us to launch and um, you know, set up salaries and have us set up an, an office space and stuff like that, um, you know, happens at that cent at that central piece. Um, and then as our coverage um, continues, you know, we'll we'll hopefully, you know, get some support locally to, to keep doing what we do and, and maybe even grow down the line. And um, that's sort of how we're set up. The Creative Commons licensing that I see on the bottom of your site was probably even more interesting than anything else. It's it's a fan it's it's a great way looking forward to kind of cash in on the way that everyone's sharing all their stuff anyways as it is, but you're doing it like more above the board, like, hey, this is Creative Commons license. Please, please publish our stuff. Yeah, we love to see other outlets pick our stuff up, obviously. That's a that's a big part of you know, we never saw ourselves as coming in as a as direct competitors for we see the tremendous value in daily newspapers and and other you know places like manchester ink link just doing amazing work and we just came in and we just wanted to be part of that we wanted people to be able to um you know take our reporting and help it fill out their news report on a daily basis and um so yeah we um, absolutely encourage um any any outlet to pick our stuff up and pretty simple guidelines for republishing you know, it's the pretty basic I'm sure stuff. Steve Leone over at the uh, the monitor appreciates it. I hope he does. <laughs> Considering your staff makeup, sorry. Well, it, yeah. I had Steve on a couple months ago, so I got... <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I yeah. It's uh, yeah. I hope they I hope they appreciate the work we're doing now. 
Is there picking up? I mean, it, the writing's great. I mean, it's it, it's a great resource for and uh, like I want us to pick up. I mean, it's the reason why I, I especially thought it was a good idea for KXL to look at partnering with you guys is is that openness. And I don't feel like I'm kind of making you miss advertisers that you rely on because you do have that nonprofit model. Yeah, we don't we don't uh, take any advertisements for our newsletter or for our for our content. Um, and it's, we'll never put it behind a paywall. Um, we ask people who would pick our stuff up to not put it behind a paywall. And, um, yeah, so hopefully, you know, just, just full access for everybody. Um, I, I got, I got to do it. So I'm going to put in the, the partisan, uh, partisanship that we always got to deal with when it comes to doing little inside baseball, when it comes to journalism. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, when, um, how, how do you guys perceive yourself? I mean, it, it's hard to ignore what uh, State's Newsroom kind of went through a bit of a note. We're going to try and step back and be nonpartisan, but there is that left center left, uh, knowing no center left partisanship that's known when it comes to State's Newsroom. Yeah. Yeah. So that's some, another sort of like the, the fundraising model is another thing I don't really think all that much about. And, you know, it's to me, it's um, the stories we're telling. We try to make them straightforward. We're not I have no interest in spinning it a certain way. And my reporters don't either. I think, you know, it's pretty you know, you go into every story. You don't say this is what the story is. And then you report it. Um, you know, you, you report the story and see, see what it is that you have. And and our conversations are never framing the stories before they're written. It's, you know, let's let's see what the story is, and we'll, um, you know, we'll try to tell it in the most straightforward, honest way we can. I, I really don't know another way to do it. I, I think, um, if you're if you're purposely trying to to slant your coverage one way or the other, I think it's pretty obvious to readers, and I hope it's obvious to readers that we're just trying to get to the story and we're trying to tell it in the most straightforward way possible. Um, so again, I don't I don't think too much about what the perception is. I just know um, that I, I think I think we approach every story um, the same way, which is just to tell it honestly the way it is, and we we try to make it as full fully reported as possible. Um, and I think because of the format, we're allowed to do that. I, I think it's you know we try not to we try hard not to rush a story into print and then realize after the fact that it was incomplete in some way um so the uh the direct competition i see as someone that's center right politically personally is new hampshire journal and they, it's 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 fascinating to see the counterpoint to what you're doing. <laughs> I, I want to get I want to get Graham on at some point. The guy who runs that, uh, he's got he's he, they're doing the you can share our content feature function also of what they do with their articles. I mean, how do you see yourself being able to compete with outlets like that that just take up? It's not so much a news uh, coverage when it comes to them. It's definitely commentary. It's definitely politics instead of government. And and that's kind of the messy nature of what you guys are kind of launching yourself into the middle of. I don't see us to be, and this is the the truth. I don't see us in competition with anyone. I don't, um, you know, I obviously keep, um, I try to do my best to keep up with, um, what other outlets are doing, but I don't, again, see us in competition. I see us in competition with ourselves in a way it's, can we get this, the story, right? You know, can we tell the story in a way that illuminates, um, elevates conversation a little bit, maybe. Um, and to me, it's not, how how do we want up, um, 
how do we one up somebody? You know, I, I think if anything, we might see from something somebody else does that there's a way that we can tell it with with even more context and get into it a little deeper just because we have the ability to do that. We're not trying to fill um, a news hole. We can we can take a step back and say, hey, this is a really interesting story. I think, you know, we can tell it this way. And I think there are these components to it that that weren't part of part of a story. And um, so that's what I see. I, I really don't pay a lot of attention to what other outlets are doing and, and where we fit in with all of that. We have our own job to do and we just try to do it well. Love it. So it's basically the wild, wild west right now in this post-Trump era when it comes to these digital outlets. And it, like you guys, In-Depth NH, uh, New Hampshire Journal, like there's a few others that have popped up here in the last couple of years. I mean, what do you see the future is for for your outlet and others entering this digital first platform, allowing other agencies to use your content? Um, I don't I can't speak to what I see for the future for other outlets. I think for us, um, you know, I think building trust with a readership is a long process. And I think the only way that you can do it is by again, it goes back to doing what you're trying to do well. So there is that trust. So you do become um, a place that people rely on to for insight, for stories they care about and affect them um, in their daily lives, affect their communities. And um, so, you know, I think long-term is just a slow process of building building trust so that people rely on you and they want you around. And the idea of you not uh, being around is, is uh, unpleasant. And so they want to keep you around and they support you and they keep reading and they keep republishing. And that's, that's what I hope happens. Um, you know, I don't, I don't think there's a, I don't think there's a magic, any magic to it. It's really just consistency and, and, you know, uh, creating or writing stories at a high level. All right. Where can people support New Hampshire Journal and check out your work? Yeah, you can find us on uh, on Twitter, uh, uh, NH Bulletin News, on Facebook. Um, you know, uh, you can find us at NewHampshireBulletin.com. Uh, if you'd like to donate, it's easy to do. Click a link and please sign up for our free newsletter, which lands in your inbox every day except Saturdays uh, at uh, 7 a.m. So, um, yeah, please, please do sign up for that and, and check us out. All right, Dana Warmold, Editor-in-Chief of the New Hampshire Bulletin. Thank you so much for joining me. This is a great conversation on what kind of what the industry is looking like at this point for uh, government news coverage and your fantastic outlet. I'm excited to be kicking off a weekly uh, ongoing interviews with your reporters. We'll be starting this Friday on WKX in the morning in the 6 a.m. hour with Amarine Timmons. I don't know what we're going to be talking about. We'll see what happens this next week, probably to see what that will be. Uh, but thank you so much, Dana. Thank you very much for having me on. It's fun.